This is Oh Man Rolling Dice. And we totally get sidetracked. Horrible. We're like, no, that, that's okay. Of getting sidetracked. <laughs> we're like, did we just cover three topics? I think we covered three topics. <laughs> we did. Uh, it's a very <laughs> loose thing. And I mean, it, it's just not, like I said, we've talked about this. It's all about community building. It's fantastic to talk to other people who are passionate about the same thing you're passionate about. I guess the fact that the current situation in the world has resorted to us doing this electronically kind of sucks in terms of gameplay, but it also mm -hmm. opens up the fact that we've talked to people that we would maybe never have had the opportunity to talk to or never would have thought to talk to. Because I mean, we're uh, crossing a border here, right? Maybe the listeners have already noticed, but uh, new <laughs> dude to boot it here in Canada. We, we, I mean, I don't think I have an accent. Chris doesn't, think do either. Chris doesn't have an Before accent. Before we did this, I actually went online and looked up because you're in New Hampshire. Yes, we're in New Hampshire, I, yeah. This is going to sound, I'm going to, you know what I'm throwing out there. As, there's a very Canadian thing. When you think about America, you're like, they don't know anything about us. The, the, well, the Americans don't know about us. And then I'm like, New Hampshire? I don't know anything about New Hampshire. <laughs> Almost in Canada. You oh, yeah. literally share a border with Quebec. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've driven up, I've driven up to to the border and crossed over a couple times. Hey, yeah. It's entirely possible that Chris is further north than you and I. We are. He I looked at him out. He is technically further north. I am. Geographically, <laughs> we are in the bottom part of southern Ontario. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> someone out there, someone out there listening, just got their mind blown. <laughs> How could that be? I, I was like, I was like, Hampshire. I'm like, I know kind of where it is, but I didn't know a lot about it. And I was like, I don't like, she's like, what are you looking up? I'm like, well, I don't want to look like an idiot. I mean, I don't know what the cultural differences are. And I'm like, and then I'm looking at like pictures. I'm like, it looks like he lives in Ontario. It <laughs> looks like Ontario to me. Um, there's a very similar feel. I was like, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. You guys have maple syrup? Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you guys have maple syrup. So would you stop right now? Because at one point in time, before we were going to do this, I had tried to work out a list of questions. I was like, I'm going to ask Jeremy and Chris like questions like, can you bring an alcohol back to your table or your game tonight? <laughs> What's the difference between New Hampshire and Ontario? What would somebody bring? Do you have your questions? I didn't bother writing them up. What would somebody bring as a drink to a game at your table? Jeremy, first. Tim Hortons coffee. Tim Hortons coffee. Alcoholic? If, if you don't know what Tim Hortons is, it's a coffee donut shop in Canada that basically like I, I live in a very very small town and there are three Tim Hortons in it it is like a blue collar Starbucks we have three Tim Hortons in my town and, and one Starbucks up up here in Canada you call it Timmy's you don't even call it Tim Hortons you just call it Timmy so alcoholic beverage uh, most times it's beer and of late like there's so many micro I don't know what it's like in the states but there's so many microbreweries in, in Canada right now New Hampshire. What, somebody, a bunch of guys get together at a table on a Saturday night to game. What are they drinking? Well, um, th there's a bunch of commercials that that play that say that uh, you know New England, which is which is New Hampshire, Maine, you know Massachusetts. Yep. It's, it's a bunch of uh, the Northeast up here. Uh, it says uh, New England runs on Duncan. <laughs> and so, so people, <laughs> I've actually heard that. Yeah, pe people okay. people would bring like Duncan's coffee. You know, sometimes iced coffee. Like Greg, he loves iced coffee. He's always drinking iced coffee and other people like uh, we live kind of in a suburb of a suburb of like the, the major city, which is Manchester. And, 
And so people like will drive out to, to mine and Kate's house to play. Um, I really miss that. Uh, and they would usually bring Duncans with them. Uh, as far as alcohol goes, no one in the group really brings alcohol to the table. I, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't think people have a prejudice against it or whatever, because people do drink, but for some reason it doesn't really seem to come up um, at the table. I don't really know why in particular, but it's usually just like iced coffee. It's usually caffeine because people have worked and, and we play on Fridays and they're like, I have to have to stay awake for this game. <laughs> it, it, being honest, uh, we, alcoholic beverage beverages coming to the D and D table has only been something sort of in the last maybe 10, well, since Jason arrived at my gaming table, but, uh, <laughs> but no, no, in the lot, you know, when we were younger, I, I, we never, it was all, even when we were old enough to drink, people were still bringing, like it was cans soda. of cans of soda. Yeah. We call it pop. Jason no. calls it soda because he's a hipster. He thinks he's cool <laughs> because he calls it soda in Canada. But in Canada, no. we call it pop. No. Okay, so here's my thing. So somebody brings a snack to the table. There's there's food on the table. Somebody's brought a bag of something. What is it? What is it here? In, in Canada? Canada? What is it? Potato in chips. Potato chips. Okay, here's the thing. and I already knew somebody was going to say this. What flavor? And you can't say plain. <laughs> well, I like salt and vinegar, but I think a Canadian flavor. I don't know that they have this in the states. Ketchup chips? Do they have ketchup, ketchup? chips? I've yeah. never heard of ketchup chips. Do you have you you have Lay's in the states, right? Yes, we have Lay's. Okay, so in Canada there are <laughs> Lay's Lay's ketchup, and if you want a, a a flavor of chip that will mark up your Dungeons and Dragons books quicker than anything else, ketchup. <laughs> Red ketchup dye from red chips. <laughs> uh, our, our, our snacks are usually um, like like brownie bites, chocolate chip cookies, uh, Oreos, you know, sweets, basically. We had a guy that started pushing veg, veggie trays. And, and good for him. It was Guy. You know who Guy is, Jason. Guy. Guy would show up with veggie or fruit trays. Lamont always brings something that's gummy and sour. Yes. Always a sour... Always a sour... Uh, Candy, always, always. Here's the thing I wanted to ask as two dungeon masters, and this was something. Okay, so I have like a series of like three questions. If we get to ask two dungeon masters living in two different countries, if you you bump into a new dungeon master, he's run Lost Minds of Fandalver. He's now standing in the bookstore looking at those twelve shiny, glossy hardcover campaign books. Which one would you recommend? What what's something you're like? I ran that or i played in that and you know what i love that I'll, I'll let chris go first what i would probably do is i would say to that person if if you want to run kind of like a very simple you know straightforward kind of cookie cutter D game do the sword coast adventurer's guide it's got the forgotten realms it's got water deep it's got you know i never went there it's got all those things you've heard about um you've seen in games and different kinds of publications and whatnot if, if you've heard of that stuff and you kind of want to see what it's all about and just get the the, the good general D experience go for that um that that's what i would say but and then i'd probably start going through all the books and saying you know this is good if you want this this is good if you want that and i would say what kind of flavor do you want to play and then whatever they tell me i'd point them to the book that had the proper flavor jeremy you got one okay this has recently changed for me because I would have, I would have sent them to. I would have immediately told them to pick up. Uh, what's the one? I can see the image in my head. The one, the what's the bar in Waterdeep that they did all the? Portal. 
The Yawning Portal. I would have put in the Yawning Portal for two reasons. The Sun of Citadel is a great little starter adventure. Uh, It's a little dungeon crawl heavy, but there's lots of places to branch out from that with their own game. Like, they can do a sequel to it and things like that. Really easy. Forge of Fury, one of my favorite sort of early adventures. It's a third level adventure and it has a dragon in it, which makes it even better. It's a dungeon (laughs) and a dragon. And uh, you can see a pattern here with my thinking. And I think, I think that that, however, I'm going to tell you something. Curse of Strahd. Oh, good. I had, I had sort of, I've run so much Ravenloft that when fifth edition came along, Curse of Strahd came out, I just went, no, thank you. I did buy the book because I'm a completionist. But, uh, a lot of stuff behind him. Yeah. I, I, but I, uh, but I didn't run it and now I'm playing in Curse of Stroud, a friend of mine, she's DMing it and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. They've, they've fleshed that out. It's really good. And yeah. I think of all, and, and there's so much support out there for it. Like you can, there are people, uh, if you go on to like Patreon, there's like an artist that has like done these amazing pictures of all the locations in Curse of Strahd. So you could just drop those pictures. Like if you're playing online, you're, you're going to be able to put them right in front of your players. But if you're playing around a table, like it's just a matter of having them on a laptop and spinning it around. Uh, Curse of Strahd is, I think, a, I think it's, I think it's fifth edition's masterpiece to be entirely honest. The, yeah, the, yeah. the more I've looked at it, you have to like dark, Gothic horror. Yeah. Gothic. It doesn't have to, you don't have to focus on the horror. You can True. make it lighter. True. But I just think as a, like as a one book setting, like Barovia is only maybe three towns and a whole bunch of adventure locations. Right. I think a DM could do so much with that. And, and I think there's so much support out there for that material that if you had finished Lost Minds of Fandelver, you could easily have that party wander into the mists of Ravenloft and pick up in Barovia. Okay, let me see your next question. You're both dungeon masters, opposite sides of an international border. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sick and tired of playful playing this race, class, archetype. Is does nobody play anything but is there something you just seem to find every party or every adventure has one of these? Follow-up question. My God, I would love to sit down at a table where somebody is playing this. I'm going to let you take that, Jeremy. I'll be back in just a sec. Sure. Uh, chaotic neutral. This goes back to the alignment. Warlock tifling. <laughs> I like an archetype. I'm, I'm done with that. You're done but with that. I'm done like, with that. It's it's so stereotypical. Also, um, Tiflings that speak with a Russian accent. Thank you, Critical Role. Oh, I wasn't sure where you're going there, but now I see it. I don't mm-hmm. want to Critical Role. I, I I am over, so over that. Uh, I like I like Critical Role, but I'm just like. But Tiflings in general, it looks like. So, yeah, Tyfling, like- a Tyfling Warlock in particular, though. Tyfling Warlock with Chaotic Neutral as their alignment. I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just done with that. And and the basically the... What's her name in Critical Role? Laura. Laura. 
you know, an amazing, yeah, amazing role player. But I'm so tired of the Russian Tifling warlock. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my that's my. I would love a warlock. So what I would love to come to the table, I would like to take that exact thing that I hate, and I would like to turn it on my on its head. So my idea is that you uh, you bring a a lawful the opposite alignment, maybe lawful, neutral, lawful, good. Uh, you make it a, um, you still can, you can keep ty- tiefling, but instead of, uh, or tiefling, however you want to say it, instead of the Russian, uh, you don't give him horns, you give him like little moose antlers, and he's Bob and Doug McKenzie. I don't know if people are going to know that reference, but he becomes like, good day, eh? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, how you doing, eh? Like you just play up the Canada so hard on that Tifling. <laughs> I would love, I would love to see that. I'm getting tired of like every dwarf being Scottish. I'm like, they should just be French Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, <laughs> I would love this. If you could have a dwarf calling someone a tabernacle, well, uh, well, <laughs> is there is there a particular character type you're like, oh my god, I, I guess maybe it's just new players or it's hot on the scene but I seem to see this character all the time. Uh, probably the one that I see most often is um, Goliath Barbarian. It, it seems to be a combination that people always gravitate to, and I don't hate it. It just it just seems to be very common that people will do, if they're going to play a Barbarian, they usually will play a Goliath. I don't, I don't see any other kind of a race paired with, with Barbarian. Um, which is which is fine, whatever. <laughs> younger guys, because I played a couple of online campaigns, and there's like a couple younger guys, and barbarians and monks. Young guys want to punch stuff. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they need to be beefy, and they just want to they just want to be able to like bust down doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as your second question goes, I I would want to see something unusual, like maybe um, you know, a warforged wizard, or something like you know, something that you just wouldn't really put together you know something where where you know the, the racial ability bonuses don't really match up with the class but you're doing it strictly for the flavor you know mm-hmm. i I, th- I think something like like a warforged wizard would be really fun can i amend my answer <laughs> can i make you an amend your answer can i make the first amendment to my answer uh the first amendment to my answer is i would actually love to see the stereotypical dwarf fighter the stereotypical halfling rogue i don't see him anymore like That's true. now everything is like everything is like an Arakra monk or or Aracokra, sorry, Aracokra monk or um you know a Tabaxi rogue or like I'm just like what happened to vanilla? <laughs> I, I mean, and I guess people are done with it, but just being the old fart that I am, uh, th- yeah, I would like to see people go back to those. I understand. Okay. That are not Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition in and around your community. What's hot? What's moving? What have you noticed? Is like, I I suddenly seeing people playing this other game. Uh, or is it just predominantly Fifth Edition? Is it literally got that hole? Well, are you talking like tabletop role playing games or tabletop games more broad? You know what? I think it's expanded to tabletop games. I. One of the things I like to do in Old Men Rolling Dice is I'll often post stuff that isn't a role-playing game because I really think that if you're really passionate about gaming, it isn't limited to just role-playing. I think gamers right. are very open-minded people and they're very willing to try almost anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we pretty much the only 
um, tabletop RPG we play is is D and um, I mean, I've, I've encouraged my players. I've, I would love to do one shots where my where the other players from Mets of Roleplay will do something like I don't care if it's My Little Pony, but I, I would like to have each one of them like pick something that they like and do an adventure. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, what we play most often outside of D and D is we play Magic, the, uh, Magic the Gathering. That, mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we play if we're not playing D and D. And when the world wasn't in a pandemic, we would get together for game nights and we would play things like um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, we would play... Uh, I have the Maya. Scooby-Doo version. I got the Scooby-Doo version, and I have not been able to play it yet. Like, I have not been able to play it. Yeah, I have the um, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Oh, okay, which, cool, yes. yes. Which is fun. It's the D&D version, so we have definitely have played that. Um, so, so pretty much, you know, those are the kind of things that we play outside of D&D. And that's a great thing. It is... It is Beyond the pandemic, which I think I need to... I don't even know why I need to state that anymore. It is a great time to be a gamer. There is a lot of great stuff on the market. like, mm-hmm. And it's not just stuff. It's mm-hmm. quality stuff. Like There is fantastic products out there everywhere you look. The more you look, the more you find. You're like, I could literally end up with a room that looks like DM Jeremy's, where I have shelves <laughs> and shelves of games. <laughs> it is so easy to do. Jeremy, what else are you playing or are you seeing being played? that isn't D&D 5th edition. It's the best of times and the worst of times, right? So, like, there's tons of people playing D&D. Unfortunately, they will only play D&D 5th edition. I have tried other role-playing games. Uh, you and I have played a little bit of Call of Cthulhu, but I do, I too. that's good. I've oh, heard it's good. Call of Cthulhu is so good. Um, I bought the Alien role-playing game because I'm a big fan of Alien. Uh, I would... You know, Aliens I, is awesome. I I just I I don't. No one is ever playing anything else other than D and D. There's so much good role playing game, so many good role playing games out there. I cannot get a group to try it. They will not leave their comfort zone. They're like, nope. D and D five e scratches all my itches. I'm not I'm not moving from this uh, this place. I used to play a lot of other different games. Like like I used to play. You know, Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Ascension. I used to play Ars Magica. I used to play GURPS. You know, mm-hmm. we had all kinds of other things that that we played yeah. back in the day. But now it's just it's just fifth edition. At one point, I had a huge, very long running game of Werewolf the Apocalypse going. Mm-hmm. It went on for I bet you a year and a half, two years, nice. um, and uh, and it was so much fun. I'd love to play Vampire the Masquerade. I I bought the newest edition uh, by who's it by now? more it's it's being published by morphidius anyway it's not, it's not white wolf anymore it's something different it, yeah, yeah, no it's not it's not white wolf anymore it's been passed <laughs> around and but but the new edition is is great i've read through it and i i really like it uh i i want to play new monero but no one will i can't get a group to play with me uh <laughs> what else do i have back here <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff back there <laughs> Uh, I'd love to. Pl- I'd actually like to play the new Pathfinder, Pathfinder Second Edition. I'd like to give that a shot. Uh, but people are comfortable. Fifth Edition is such so easy. It's so it easy to pick up that it's hard. It's then hard to introduce something that's a little more crunchy. People are like, why? Why all this? Why can't we go back? To-? Like it's so much easier on that side of the fence. So yeah, I think I think I, I'm not. I'm not. It's really not a complaint. Because it's it's never been easier to find a D and D game. True. Okay. 
Is there a favorite local gaming store anybody wants to give a shout out to right now? In case this audio ends up getting used, there's a reality. It might get chopped. But do you, does everybody have a, a gaming store where you're like, this is my stock. This is where I go to for all my needs. Well, I know. I know. Where you I want to hear Chris if there's a good store in New Hampshire that Chris. Uh, yeah, I uh, two of my friends from high school. Um, they have a store that they opened up in in, in the city of Manchester that I mentioned, which well, is that's the, awesome. The, the biggest city um, in New Hampshire, and which you know isn't still very big compared to New York or LA, but um, you know it's big for us. And uh, uh, dude, have a... dude, we're in Canada. We don't even know what big <laughs> cities are really. Toronto. By the way, if you if you want to be a real Canadian, you don't say Toronto. You say Toronto. 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 How, how big is the city that you guys live in? Uh, the we're in a suburb. How many is it here, Jay? Uh, is it ten thousand? It's not. I don't think it's even ten thousand. And hang on a sec. I'll find out right now how many people are in the biggest city to us is a place called Brantford, and okay. it's not a big city. Uh, we are literally in the suburbs. I live in a very, very Brantford, a hundred thousand people. Okay. okay, yeah, Manchester is a hundred and. 20,000, 25,000, maybe somewhere around there. Um, and, uh, and the store is called, uh, the store is called double midnight comics. And, uh, you know, they do online ordering during the pandemic and stuff. They do curbside pickup, all that kind of thing. And, uh, my friends that I went to high school with run it. So it's always nice to go in there and say hi to them. Yeah. Do they have playing space in the store? Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah, This is something that I've seen half. This was not something when I was a kid that was available, but now it, you like you wouldn't open a gaming store without some playing space. Yes, that's true. Yeah, they do magic and D and D and and I think Pokemon and some other things there. Maybe Hero Clicks. Do they do like any that, Warhammer? So. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen them advertise it. I'm not saying that people probably can't go in there and just use the space however they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that they run any kind of Warhammer events. But I could be wrong. You can let the boys at Double Midnight Comics know that they have another follower. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> in, in, in our little town, we have the Devil's Bench. Devil's Bench. Yeah, there's two gaming stores in town, uh, and both are good. But I just made a connection with the Devil's Bench early on when they opened, and they're very, they're, it's like a little, it's not big. It's a very small store, but it does have some gaming space, and mostly Wargaming is done there. Warhammer, Warhammer 40K. Uh, which I play, but not, not to the sort of levels of, uh, of fandom that ha- erupt at the store. Uh, and then Wednesday nights, we sort of take over the store for D&D. And myself, I DM there and there's a, another, do you only DM with your home group, Chris? Um, lately, yes. But like I said, I mean, any, any opportunity that I have to introduce another group, like re- like yeah. the, the, the Twitch thing for, for Extra Life. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally I did stuff at a store in, um, uh, Concord, New Hampshire, which is about 20 minutes North of us. And, um, that is uh, collectibles unlimited. Uh, and Mike is a friend of mine there and I ran some like game day stuff for fourth edition. So, so if I have an opportunity to do stuff, especially with new players, I will do it, but it's primarily just my home group. Actually, that was one of the points I think we made in the end of the things new players bring to the table and jeremy made a speech he's like if you, as a dm if you ever get a chance to game at your local gaming store mm-hmm. meet new people build the community and he and he's like and if i remember correctly he's like it makes you up your game because you want to be the best you can be <laughs> you know your friends and family are going to give you leeway right 
But when you're gaming for somebody, you want to you want to show them the best that you can be. He's like, it's really good practice. And if really if good. I have a bad week and I don't get prep time in, and my me and my buddies sit down on the weekend to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm not quite prepped as well as I should, they're all going to have to suck it up and just take it because <laughs> I had a busy week. <laughs> But if you're going into to the store to run a game, like you do, you up your game, and on top of that, you want. This is just me because I, I, I may be too prideful, but I want everyone walking off of that table going, "Jeremy's the best DM I've ever been with." <laughs> like that. That was the best game of D and D I've ever had. We have to go home and tell Steve, our DM, he sucks because Jeremy's where it's at. <laughs> like. That's the kind of reaction I'm aiming for when I DM for a group of people I've never DM for. And I'm not saying I get it all the time, but in my mind, that's where I want to be. That they leave that table going, if we could have Jeremy DM for us every time. Yeah, it's amazing how your descriptions get so much uh, more in-depth. and yeah, so <laughs> Exactly. At home, it's like, what what's he doing? wearing? Chainmail. What do you mean? What kind of chainmail? Like metal chainmail, dude. He's wearing chainmail. <laughs> and then at the store, like, what's he wearing? Oh, he's wearing chainmail, and it's gritty. It's it's dirty. It's been out in the field for a while, and he's <laughs> obviously a veteran. Like, I don't give that to you at home. It's for you guys. <laughs> yep. We're getting near the end of this, I'm sure. But one of the last sure. I want to make is I've listened to some of your podcasts, and it's fantastic. I like the sense of humor. It It resonates with me. <laughs> One of the things I've noticed most, and this is about to become a very hot topic, is people who sing while they play. I play a game where somebody occasionally will sing. Mm -hmm. That somebody who will sing is currently on this podcast with us. <laughs> and I love him dearly, and he means the world to me, but he is a good singer. Does Chris My, have singers? You, have you not heard? There is a female that plays in your game sarah yeah absolutely is she a, she must be a professional singer there's uh, no she, question about it she 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 has been a professional singer she was a big band singer she's very well trained yes when i hear her do her vicious mockery or some sort of yes yes doing your like holy crap this woman actually sings she's awesome yeah, and she's you're saying talented. i can't <laughs> Uh, we could send him the clips if you would like, and he can compare them. Okay, there. Are, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying there's not some times that I don't go. Uh, never mind. I'm not even getting into it. No, I, Sarah is professionally trained. She is. There is something wrong with me that when people talk, I can take something they say and immediately click into a song. You can click it into a song. Yes. It, like someone says respect, and I go Aretha Franklin on them. <laughs> and I didn't say you couldn't click it. <laughs> 